0: A trojan horse but with christmas gems inside
1: charging right
0: in oh, a city blah and blah are
1: there ready to <laughs> the okay the blah and blah thing doesn't make any sense because right have to I know. <laughs> so we have been coming up with christmas names tb clarified later but we've been coming up with like christmas songs and she was like <laughs> we are like featuring a, bland, a band called Blair. And then we just started Laughing about it because we clearly have Music in our bones To Obviously. the point that we could be music inside. professionals And locals yes. um, Let me
0: know if you can hear Miko chewing on this bone Because she's like this close to getting Kicked out of this room for Knocking over my coffee into my lap And being a General
1: nuisance to society <laughs> Did you know that <laughs> all i do are fun facts did you know that being an outlaw is not actually like being wanted being an mm-hmm. outlaw is a status that you were placed on where basically like mob justice was legal for you so if you were p- placed on like an outlaw notice uh-huh. it means you're literally outside of the law and you have no legal protection so literally that's anyone could just murder you that's very wild wild west of them and i'm rolling into wild wild west for <laughs> Yeah.
0: The good old days. Very
1: day. specific year. <laughs> I don't know why we're um, associating we just, 1859 I don't
0: know. with
1: the Wild west. I don't, uh, it the was. It was far before then, but I appreciate I like both.
0: <laughs> I feel like it's both. We just watched, God, what was the movie? Oh, it's based off of a true story now. I can't remember. And my stepdad hears this, it's going be so mad because we all watched it together. But it was like this like western-themed movie with like a young Kurt Russell and um if it's cowboys and
1: aliens i hate to tell you it was not based on true story absolutely yeah um (laughs) unfortunately i have to
0: matter of opinion
1: (laughs) so sorry to be the bearer of bad news i hate
0: to tell you that i disagree
1: i (laughs) saw this thing and it was like people misspelling bearer of bad news and it had this like giant grizzly bear and it said bear of bad news like on its chest and it had like a bow tie
0: Isn't that, isn't it bearer?
1: Yes, it's bearer of bad news. Are people saying
0: bear of bad news? Yes. I thought you meant like they're spelling it like bear, like as in bear naked.
1: No, like they're saying the bear of bad news to which someone created like a political cartoon of a bear of bad news. Bear of bad news.
0: Um, I would love to petition for a bear of bad news because that might, okay, there's two things that could happen here with the bear of bad news, okay. The first is that the bad news is the bear is going to maul you, in which case seeing him is an owner. It is doubly bad news okay, or it's, like, a really sweet, like, domesticated bear, and Just he's, like, and he comes with, like, a, a sign. He's, like, I hate to have to tell you this, but then they hug you, and it's not quite as bad.
1: <laughs> so it's either, like, a Grimm Brothers or, like, a Winnie the Pooh. And
0: right. Those There's are no the two bears of
1: bad news that we can have.
0: <laughs> and how you, how you have behaved in life is the one that you get, so. Mm-hmm. Mm, very the reaper really wanted break,
1: so he was like
0: get out there bear <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need <That's> a break <laughs> very eastern philosophy of you um, I think so
0: I, I am in both a the theology and philosophy class so I'm basically a you so
1: wise. An authority. why don't you go open a coffee shop in Brooklyn and talk about eco sustainability you know
0: what that'd be a great idea because I love a good niche corner coffee shop and I know good coffee <laughs>
1: i would call it niche so that people would know that it was like so unique and authentic
0: there was this um video i saw of them like there's these people that make fun of like certain new york neighborhoods and one of them was bushwick which is a neighborhood in brooklyn and it's like a little hipstery a little bit like hippie-esque and it was like a it was a quote-unquote coffee shop in this neighborhood and she was like, yeah, our um, Sagittarius coffee is aligned with the stars right now. So, and it was like stuff like that. And it was just really fun because they're always spot on. But I really like Bushwick. So I'm not sure what that says about me.
1: Speaking of, when I was on honeymoon, I went and tried like a local coffee place in this town called Lowe. It's spelled mm. like Louie, L-O-O-E, oh. but it's in Cornwall. And there was this coffee place and I got a picture of it. I'll send it to you. It's called Yella. Like, yalla, yalla, um No, like, hurry in Arabic.
0: But oh, 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 yalla, yalla. Got it. Got yeah. it. Sorry, I'm not quite as guttural as Emma. Um, yalla, yalla. Like...
1: <laughs> 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 okay, I didn't know I was a Hasidic grandmother, but that works. <laughs> um, yalla. Uh, but anyway, so I went and tried it, and it was like they serve you coffee through a window in this brick nice. building, and it was very cool. I love that. Um, I'll actually post a photo of it on our Instagram if mm. any of you actually care
0: um but yeah good idea. We, really should, good. we should post relevant photos of things that we talk about when we talk about them so that people believe us
1: you know what that makes me think of is mm. social media so oh, keep oh, that thought in the back of your oh, mind saying that we would mention that little factoid right there oh nugget of goodness also
0: i just got this text that like really i need to do my mini rant because i'm like sick of this
1: okay so this is hang on two- one second we need like a trigger warning okay <laughs> warning, the following content probably contains swear words, facts about men, unfortunate events, and possible tragedy. Correct. Please advise any yes. listeners that are listening.
0: <laughs> any listeners that are listening, buckle up, bitches. I mean, damn it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: See, two seconds.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm going to pause this real quick to kick Miko out because her bone thing I know is going to impact the sound. Yeah, oh, that's over. She, Lovely. Uh, she's been relocated and she was like, betrayal.
1: She's actually, like, right behind you, but
0: that's fine. It's Lorelei. Oh. Ta-da. Ta-dog. (laughs) Ta-dog.
1: Don't you wish if you said ta-dog, a dog would just appear? That would be
0: the best. Come on, 2020. We're supposed to be, like, in flying cars. Like, let's figure this out. Okay. Here (laughs) is my rant. And it's about men, as most things are in my life, because um, I have a sickness. And it's more cowbell. But in reality, it is that I hate. This is twofold. Like I said, the first part is I hate when men I don't know, have never met, have never hung out with. Give me a pet name. Do not message me and say, hey, babe, how are you? Hey, love. Oh, it's okay, babes. I'm sorry. You don't know me like that. And um, I'm a grown woman with a name that I require you to use. Miko stormed in here when she heard me say that because she's so upset drives me absolutely insane.
1: I have a lot of questions, but I think the first thing is just to point out that this has literally never happened to me. So I think like, we need to look at the murky pools of men that you swim in.
0: <laughs> and, like, listen, this
1: is like, realign your <sighs> G. <laughs> like,
0: well, I'm, I'm really trying. Okay. I'm doing my best, but it drives me crazy. Like I no.
1: Like, I have three questions. One. Okay. What was the second fault? Because that was okay. a one fold brand. Sure. That was supposed
0: yes. to be two fold Well, I hadn't got. I thought you wanted to ask your questions first, but I could dive into both folds before we get into questions. You
1: okay. you you
0: fold it in. Okay, Find here the are cheese. the cheese <laughs> I'm folding. And we were gonna reference the same thing. It's fine. Rolling right into the second part. I don't like it when and this should like everyone should be bothered by this. And men, I don't know why you do this. maybe women do it too. I never bothered have. By this. I'm, I'm a normal human being with like social awareness. But when I like don't know you and I've barely been speaking to you and you text me things like if if I don't respond to you and you're like ooh yikes or like OMG like you get really passive aggressive about my lack of response to you I'm extra not going to respond at that point I'm not going to do it have some tact have some cognizance of the situation I've never met you I owe you nothing and I don't have to respond to you and that's how I feel about it and and it reminded me because I just got a text from someone like just now who is, who, he, he did both. He gave me a pet name and he got all passive aggressive. And I'm like, well, now I definitely don't want to hang out with you. Like, ew. Okay.
1: So okay. I now I have three questions. Okay. I'm ready. One, are any of these gentlemen callers from Tinder?
0: What do you think?
1: I knew it. You Number know. two. <laughs> um, how long had you been corresponding with them before the pet name appeared?
0: They open with it a lot of times.
1: Okay. And three, have you considered the possibility that they're doing that because they don't remember your name despite the fact that your name is listed on every single profile?
0: I think they're doing it because they think that it's going to like make me
1: feel some kind of way about them. Like, mm, so you think if they're like trying to encourage a false sense of intimacy that doesn't exist, yes, I absolutely think that. Hmm okay and, um, i'd like to refer back to my previous statement about mm-hmm. the gross sea monsters that exist on all dating apps You're and correct. cite that as the largest reason and i'd also like to make a friend's reference his reasons were threefold <laughs> <Get> your
0: time. <laughs> i have reasons they were threefold <laughs> um iconic episode anyway regardless of the format or where i met them i refuse to take blame for this men Figure your lives out. In this happens in real life as well, like cat calling, this happens a lot where guys are like, Real life, hey babe, real life. I'm indicating <laughs> in my hands, real life.
1: Now, in case um, you want to recreate this, in case you'd like to talk to your friends about real life, the motion is kind of a wax on, wax, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Yes. Yeah, but it's mostly outward. So right. real so life inward,
0: is. Outward. <laughs> inward is, you know, virtual reality, digital gaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outward's exactly. real.
1: Yeah. So you're indicating outward hands up, outward circles, circles, real life reality. (laughs)
0: Now that we're all on the same page with that. The other day I was walking down the street to go to Walgreens and listen, I normally put a lot of effort into my look, but if I'm just running to like three blocks down, it's usually like leggings, Uggs, sweatshirt, mask, call it a day. And this guy literally was like, Hey, you want to come to my house? (laughs) I'm like, um, (laughs) has that ever worked for you ever? ever approaching a random woman on the street and being like let's go get a drink at my house like uh I'm gonna have to say no hmm.
1: tempting um <laughs> like I'm a no stranger I'm I think serious. I'll go
0: on with my day I think it's weird and last night another guy was like hey like it was like three in the morning and I was already having trouble falling asleep because of like the caffeine that I had earlier in the day and I took coffee too late it was a whole thing and he was like, let's hang out. And I was like, it's 3 a.m. And he, and he was like, yeah, well, we can just like talk or whatever. And I was like, you can find some other girl to like hook up with you, but it's not going to be me. And he was like, oh, this isn't enough to be a hookup. We can just talk. And I'm like, no, I don't like what part in your male reptile brain, which will be referenced later in the fans tea at Nico. Thank you. Is it like oh yeah this will work like she'll definitely want to hang out with a strange man at three in the morning like I'm sorry <laughs> what kind of women are you meeting that that's like working for you
1: I just don't know like I think it's because I'm literally ancient and old I don't know anything that would make me go out at 3 a.m barring like an emergency like someone <laughs> is dying but I, like I can't think of a single thing like party with Katy Perry No. No, thank you. They'll just stay home, I like you know? yeah. Um, I
0: already did my skincare routine
1: and <laughs> I did already do my skincare routine. There's photo, like it, I was gonna say photo on Instagram, but it's like a real and it's you do your 15-step in uh skincare routine, you like lay down on your pillow, and in the vi- video it's boyfriend, but it literally applies to my husband because he does it all the time. You like quietly lay down on the pillow, you're like, ah, and then your boyfriend boom puts his hand on your face, and you're like, no, <laughs> don't touch it.
0: The serum hasn't settled. Do
1: you know how much this costs?
0: I have five products on my face right now that need to do their magic. And you are- They cost about
1: the same collectively as like a car payment or at least half of one. So So we probably shouldn't disturb the magic. (laughs) You get one face.
0: One. Yep. (sighs) But then men don't get breakouts because they're too busy stressing us out. So we take the breakouts from them.
1: Classic transference. You're
0: so welcome. (laughs) So, so, we
1: should get into it. <laughs> right.
0: Fine. I'm just, ugh, men, I swear. Although, at my current interest, hi. <laughs>
1: um, if any of you are new here, uh, I like to mercilessly tease Emma about True. boys. Because, one, she deserves it. Um, honestly, <laughs> like, the spaces that she puts her virtual self in she deserves the mockery like she knows it i know it she puts herself in very sad spaces like tinder and therefore (laughs) i'm allowed to lovingly chastise any of her suitors this
0: one was bumble so we're like maybe one point higher than tinder with this one
1: i do just want to like revisit where the bar is for like online dating so where is the bar
0: is on the ground (laughs) on the floor All you have to do is like tiptoe over it and I'm going to like fall in love with you immediately. <laughs> the bar is so low. <laughs> if you refrain from making a sexual comment about my appearance for the first day, you have surpassed the bar.
1: You've kicked the bar. You've done so well. It's like, it's
0: gone. You've like replaced the bar. So
1: yeah, No, it's just like over there in the corner. Um,
0: but he, the corner does, he does have the Christian thing going for him. So I'm into that. That's great. You know, is not easy to find.
1: So anyway, <laughs> I'm Hannah. <laughs> Hannah
0: is so critical and it's fine. I'm glad that you're not attracted to the men that I'm attracted to because then we'd have an issue. Um,
1: not really because I'm married. Okay.
0: Uh... okay. I'm just saying if you were I see
1: a ring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You found eternal
0: happiness. I love it. I'm so happy for you.
1: Aren't we so happy for you? <laughs> and I am Emma. And this is a very ranty transcontinental tea.
0: <laughs> I haven't talked to Hannah since she went on her honeymoon last week, and there's been a lot to get out. So
1: there's been a lot of emotion, and Emma's just been kind of percolating, like you know when you leave the slow cooker on a little bit too long, and there's like too much steam, and like it looks really good, but it also is like you know gonna burn you. That's that's where we're it's at. Me. Yeah, I'm like, hey, um, I'm like really close to bubbling over. If you could just
0: wait, take the <laughs> lid off. <laughs> So then as soon as um, you take the lid off, you forget to turn the heat down and it's, whoosh, so that's where we're yeah. at.
1: So today's transcontinental tea is actually talking about nothing that we've mentioned so far. It's social media. <laughs> um, so we are vastly different in a lot of areas in life, but we're also vastly different in our approaches to social media. Very much so, so stay tuned for that magic right I'm now. Excited. Tea Uh, the week, say what? Tea of uh, the week. Tea, 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 tea. tea. Tea 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 tea. Tea tea, tea,
0: tea, 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 All right, Must Emma. let not repeat. Every time it ends, I'm tempted to be like, tea, tea, tea. I'm like, don't <laughs> do it. Why
1: don't we do your tea of the week? Because it was very traumatic, and I think the world wants to know.
0: Okay, well, we're about to get real personal about womenly issues on this tea. So men, if you have that weird thing of like women are perfect angels who don't have any sort of bodily functions like
1: or women, for those of you who are so inclined
0: <laughs> or just women, you know, um, you can just Beyonce really quick, take a pause or skip ahead about two minutes and you should be good. Um,
1: one pause with Beyonce. Well, she's left?
0: not sure if she wants to like send you all the way to the left. She's like debating the left. She's like, but move the left off. would
1: be backwards in a podcast scenario.
0: We made this reference last week, and you were fine with it, so you're gonna have to let me roll with it. Can't <laughs> be inaccurate an anyway. One. <laughs> so if you have that weird um, "women aren't real people" thing going for you, just sit on the back seat for a minute. Um,
1: like thirty seconds.
0: Yeah. So I decided to try the Diva Cup. Heard. I'm a
1: Diva Cup user. Yes,
0: and you have spoken so highly of it that I was like, yeah, sure, I'll give it a try. And I regret that decision.
1: And I regret. Now I regret have you. a brief statement to make before okay. she gives the okay. following rant. Okay. I did not use the branded Diva Cup. I just call it that because it's a fun name. I used a quote-unquote moon cup from Amazon that is mm-hmm. eco-friendly. So sure. I am in the no way affiliated concept, with the Diva Cup brand. Exactly.
0: We're not slightly different yet. Shape. So, um, oh, so yeah. here's my thing. Here's my thing. Um, it's so important to understand your own anatomy before you dive into yes. these things. Yes. I have a very narrow cervix, super tiny. I neglected to really think about my anatomy before I dove into this project. Um, I have a super narrow cervix. My object never fails to comment on it. Every time I go in for a pap, she's like, is sex painful for you? And I'm like, do we have to talk about this every single time? Like, can we, can we just not? So, um, my Barbie vagina and I don't take well to foreign objects even tampons sometimes are a little bit painful it's a whole thing so when I decided to try the diva cup I read the instructions they were like if it gets stuck and I was like god forbid lo and behold what happened to me here I am in the bathroom in the position they've said
1: and it's not that crazy you're just usually sitting
0: (laughs) Well, I, I had to leg up for myself to, like, okay. but, like to get
1: the angles right. The position they said could inspire a lot of different
0: visuals. So well, I I'm usually player. standing on the counter with, like, a sort of V-shape. I don't know what you do, but that's just my prerogative. Um, everyone's different.
1: Everyone's <laughs> body is so different.
0: Um, so anyway, I... I You know, I go through the whole thing, boil it, insert it, and I'm like, okay, let's see. First, it's like really painful in general for me for it in there. And I'm like, I don't like this. I need this to not be a thing. And I can't get it out. And I'm like, Did you pinch? Oh, Oh, I pinched. (laughs) Pinched. And then, like, you're supposed to, like, not pull from the bottom, but sort of twist from the bottom to get yeah. it out. No, it, it wouldn't. want to kind
1: work. of wiggle side to side, basically.
0: Yeah, mine doesn't do that. It does not move when you do that. It does not wiggle. It does not rotate. Because you're supposed to rotate. It's like lock it, you know, so there's no leak. No, I can't turn it. I can't move it at all.
1: I will send you the Amazon link for my cup because I have a feeling. Did you get the one with the ribs?
0: I don't know. I can't remember now.
1: Some of them have like ribs and they... <laughs> that's the one that Kristen Bell used and she like blacked out cuz she tried to pull it and she literally blacked
0: out. Oh my god. These are things I should look up before I start. Apparently. She told
1: a story on like Jimmy Fallon about it. But so the one that I use is like without getting into too much graphic detail. It's mm-hmm. just straight. It doesn't have any ribs. So mm-hmm. it's it's not going to get stuck. Mm-hmm. Like
0: Oh, okay. Very we'll user friendly. We'll see, won't we? Because this this bitch would not come out. And let me tell you when I was like what am I going to do? Because I'm not gonna like be like, "Hey, mom, my diva cup is stuck. Come help me out." Like, while she has seen all of me since she birthed me, I'm not comfortable sharing that experience with her.
1: It's, a, it's an intimate moment.
0: <laughs> it's, it's a me and me kind of moment, you know. Like, um. Anyway, minutes later, I finally succeed after she's basically lodged herself up there because it's like. I, I left it, you know, you just like leave a little bit down and you can trim it if it's too uncomfortable. Yeah. I didn't need to do that because she just kept pushing herself up while I stood up. And I'm like, okay, this is really bad. So I promptly never used it again, would rather just suffer through tampon after tampon than ever risk diva cup hood. So
1: yeah.
0: if you have tiny cervixes, cervix eye, whatever the plural is.
1: I think it's a cervixes.
0: Well, okay, clitoris. <laughs> the getting it, me right
1: now. <laughs> you know what? You live and learn. okay you do.
0: Um, anyway, understand your anatomy. And if you're like me, tampon is the way to go.
1: Yeah, you just want to buy like, it sounds really hippie, but you want to make sure you buy like super organic tampons yeah. because some of the stuff that they put in the fibers is like really bad for you. Toxic shock. Let's be real yeah. about it. Yeah. So anyway, moving swiftly away from vaginal health. here we go. <laughs> um, so my story tea of the week is from honeymoon great it is a flavorful tale <laughs> of Frenches and russians <laughs> stay tuned so we went to cornwall which is a county in england for our honeymoon mm-hmm. it was really beautiful um, yes. there's lots of like cliffs and ocean and like valleys and meadows it's beautiful um very and
0: tigers and bears
1: oh my it was beautiful um, there were none of those things Good. so I am a history freak and I am really really into stuff that is like really old so naturally when I found out that you could book to stay in a castle hotel Mm -hmm. I did thusly I booked to stay in yeah um it was called Camelot Castle Hotel which wasn't that weird to begin with um, mostly because there is like a sea cave that's nearby that's called mm-hmm. Merlin's cave. So I think because okay. it
0: that. feels like really kitschy and campy. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, so, it's like,
0: I picture there being like a medieval nights thingy experience, you know, or it's yeah. like, it's and like, there wasn't. a cut it cutout of a castle in front of a building.
1: <laughs> it was like a normal, it was like a normal hotel for the most part, like, especially mm-hmm. downstairs. Um, they did have a round table, which I was like, oh Probably. come on um <laughs> come on but most of it just looked like an estate home um okay. so if you google uh English manners that's what it, it looks just like. like it okay yeah here's the first plot twist so okay. we get there and it kind of looks like a sand castle on the outside which it did not look like in the picture so I was like well, that's kind of weird but okay like the finish outside is whatever we park we go in there are photos like all over the entryway like all mm-hmm. over the foyer okay and it's these random people with like celebrities in a really weird way. Mm -hmm. So these random people with Donald Trump and Melania, like big, like a big poster size picture
0: of it. Were the people just like normal people with celebrities? Just wait. Okay, okay. So
1: the picture is like two friends of Camelot. What a great success. Love Donald Trump. Oh no. It's like, oh my. So Uh -uh. I looked around and these two people are in a bunch of like celebrity photos and all of them have friends of Camelot. So the people in the photos were the owners, John and Arena. Arena? John. Just wait. John is an English businessman who has a lot of friends in Washington, D.C., or so said his self-written bio. I love that for him. Yeah. Um, He had his headshots around the building framed. Like just on the wall
0: I okay quick side my dream come true (laughs) is my own face (laughs) (laughs) surrounding random passerby or people who staying in my location
1: so weird so then um Irina was born in a unique province of Kazakhstan during the USSR and she looks like a KGB assassin like she is definitely an interesting Russian woman um But they, like, split their time between Camelot and Russia. Oh. So, anyway, all of these pictures are up with them, like, and then this artist with Nicolas Cage. This artist with, it's like a bald guy, with, like, all these random people. The guy who was in Ride Along and Crash, the, like, uh, I think he's, like, a Mexican actor, but him at some party or benefit or something. Okay. Anyway. So, John and Arena, they wrote this whole thing about how they bought Camelot Castle Hotel for, they bought Camelot Castle and the surrounding estates to run as a family home. But then, after experiencing the home, and after their artist friend, Ted, more detail to come, Ted, was inspired to the degree that he was they realized they couldn't keep this hidden gem to themselves so they decided to use their own household staff and allow them to allow like random people to stay in the hotel and rent it out okay so all over the building Uh there are what I can only describe as the fuggliest paintings I've ever seen. I'll post a picture of one. So I'll do like, I'll do like a picture post for Instagram of like the coffee place that I mentioned. Uh And then some of these paintings. Okay. But I want you to picture the biggest canvas you could imagine, like a large living room wall size canvas. Okay. I'm picturing it. Okay. It has bright pink paint on it. Okay. Multicolored glitter and 3d butterflies glued on all over it. Did Jojo Siwa design it? Ted Ted Storton. <laughs> if you are looking to buy art, is oh, no. the artiste behind every painting in there, and it is the weirdest, ugliest work you've ever oh, seen. God. And they like
0: out of half- place a bright pink wall in an English manner. Oh, it's so weird. It's like that mystery house in California, kind of weird.
1: It's very The Shining, like okay. very trippy. Um, but his, he literally has paintings all over the building in every single room. And then they turn like a downstairs room into an art gallery of his. So I was, I was telling my husband, I was like, I think this might be like a throuple situation. Um, most definitely <laughs> where like, cause here's the next part. Ted was there. I met Ted. So I walked into the hotel and I immediately recognized Ted because his photographs are all over the all building over the like, with random celebrities. And he goes, hello, ma'am, and walks by. And I'm like, hi, Ted. (laughs) So, um, Google Ted Storton, S-T-O-U-R-T-O-N, art. And I promise you will be delighted.
0: I don't know that I want to. Um,
1: it's really dark. (laughs) So anyway, we stayed in a very like Winchester mystery house hotel. It was so weird. Um, (laughs) but they, they had, like, all these signs for Russian vodka everywhere. And you could just tell, like, some of the rooms had been restored really beautifully. And I'm pretty sure they brought in a designer. And then some of them, like, they were just bad. Like, they were, like, the USSR interpretation of what an English manor would look they like. They were, like,
0: what kind of experience do you want to have here?
1: Like, matching wallpaper and curtains in a non-Versailles kind of way. No. Like, dark. I don't and like that. Bad. Anyway. Anyway. So they, we got there and they had these like camera people walking around to photograph Camelot at Christmas. Oh no. It was so weird.
0: <laughs> so. Do they know they're not the Biltmore? Just a quick question. <laughs> Do they know? Um,
1: they also had a Rolls Royce parked out front, like in front of the castle. And I can't tell you how much fun we made of it. Luke was like, first of all, it was just 2005 Rolls Royce. So how cool can it be? Yeah. And second of all, I was like... I, I'm reminded of the Jorinda Medley quote, Real Housewives of New York. Mm-hmm. Money talks, wealth whispers. So like, if you're, if you're that rich, like you're, you're not parking your car. Like... No, no. Anyway, it was a very weird experience. If you that's ever go very, to Cornwall, like,
0: That's a very old versus new money attitude. I
1: thoroughly recommend staying there because it's so weird. We actually that. saw the, the owners, John and Marina walking around and I was looking at them and I'm like, I feel like I recognize these people.
0: Where
1: do I? Ted, <gasps> <laughs> I mean, Ted, look!
0: <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know them.
1: <laughs> We're in a um, So, anyway. Do <laughs> the threesomes. So. Sorry for the long winded uh, tea, but. I love that. Feel free really um, um, unique... no to Google it. It's a very unique
0: honeymoon for you, though. Like, not many people can say that. Everyone's like, we went to Turks and Caicos. And you're like, yeah, well, we stayed in. We a stayed in the King Adams, Adams family house. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so, beat that. Okay, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a quick pause because I need to check what Miko's doing because I don't trust her. Okay, so our tea was spilt. We spilt it. I'm sorry. I just checked on the dog, <laughs> and she's laying on the bed, peaceful. And I'm like, "Great, stay." And then she's like, "And by stay, you meant run sneak up, up, up on side of you." <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like
0: I'm talking to the microphone, and all of a sudden, I hear. And I'm like, oh no.
1: <laughs> she's literally like a meme. Like,
0: <laughs> She's such an idiot. All right. Hey, and I got to pause again. because She's about to do that annoying fight thing where she goes. Warr! And then it's a thing. Okay. Yep. Tea, sipped, drank, drink, drank, etc. Not drunk because it's only 1 p.m. here. And that would be unwise.
1: It's 540 here. So I could do whatever I want. <laughs> um,
0: I have to write a final after this. And I feel like I should have my wits about me.
1: Mm, or at least near you. <laughs>
0: um <laughs> in arm's reach
1: <laughs> so emma's prepared a very special game for us to get us in a social media mindset so and it excited. is called dun, 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 dun.
0: double tap or scroll past Ooh, super and what clever does that mean? i know <laughs> well as always when you double tap something on instagram it means you like it you if you scroll it. past it it <laughs> means you have no significant feelings about it so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you hate it which is going to be the case for you in a lot of these cases i absolutely guarantee you
1: Yeah. You intentionally withhold a like, although they don't know it, you do. (laughs) You get no like from me. I showed you. (laughs) 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 So anyway, I've never heard any of these. These are going to be new to my ears.
0: Correct. Um, Google was not a huge help in this because it kept showing me like marketing trends. And I was like, I don't care about your, your marketing nonsense. So I came up with things that I have witnessed and or done on social media Mm -hmm. and we're going to just go down the list. So Hannah, my first double tap or scroll past option for you is filters slash presets.
1: Double tap filters because sometimes they can correct some of the like light stuff in photos. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how people make money off of selling presets. It's literally like selling sand to an ocean resort to me. Like I have no idea why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. Instagram has free ones. If you're that into your content, Personally, just get Photoshop. It will be a lot cheaper than buying all these presets mm-hmm. and just change whatever colors you want. Mm-hmm. Like I think it's so weird. But we will point. <laughs> we'll <laughs> talk about why later on.
0: I am kind of the opposite in that I find the filters to be too harsh and too extreme in most cases. Um I I also find them to be too generic because they're so readily available to large audiences. I have in the past purchased presets, but like nothing crazy. Like if there's a deal going on where it's like three presets for like $15, it's like three sets and it's usually about seven or eight presets each set. Anyway, like I was saying, filters too harsh, too generic. I like presets because I find them to have a wider variety and I find them to be less obvious in a lot of cases. And I've also noticed an increase in my post interaction and follower count since I started using presets over just generic filters.
1: We'll talk about this in approaches to social media later. Correct. But I care about none of those things. So (laughs) that's why I don't like presets.
0: (laughs) Anyway, moving right along. We double tap and scroll past the opposite things on that one. So yes. Second one, sponsorships.
1: Double tap if it's like your job to be on social media. Mm Mm-hmm. Pass to me if you're like one of those people who just hawk skinny tea or whatever else. Like, Ugh,
0: yeah,
1: I just I, it, like if I never see another sponsored post from a random person about a product that they've never used before, it'll be too soon. Like, yeah. I fully get like if you're a blogger, that's your job. Obviously, sponsorships are mostly how you make money, so it makes total sense to me. But if you're like a normal person unless you're trying to become a blogger, I don't really know why you're influencing anyone.
0: Yeah, um, the biggest one I've seen recently that drives me nuts is um, Sarah's Discovery something or other. It's like a super get fit quick weight loss thing. And the biggest red flag for these kinds of things is do they disable comments? If they disable comments, it's a scam run far away they actually steal people's progress photos and tout it as like ooh, i couldn't lose 20 pounds until i found Sares discovery and then i lost 20 pounds in a month and i'm like you would that's so unhealthy that's like crazy to me
1: i just don't understand why and this is me i don't understand multi-level marketing schemes and why you'd get involved like right. I am somebody who has definitely been like somebody who struggled to lose weight in the past. Like I've hit some of the criteria that they advertise for. Mm -hmm. My reasoning was because one, I didn't know how to work out for my body and what serves my body. And two, because I had an undiagnosed autoimmune condition that caused me to retain weight like no other. So even if I'd gotten on the BBG or LOL or whatever Mm -hmm. other fitness program is the flavor of the week, like it wouldn't have done any more for me than any other exercise program that I paid for. And I just think like you're selling, it's the same thing as presets. You're selling people an idea that their life will be better if they buy this thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not true. Like your life won't look like a preset, your photo will you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think they always like market it as like, my life looks like sepia tone and life can be sepia tone too. And it's the same thing with like MLMs. Like I have a six pack because I did 50,000 burpees over two weeks and you too can have a six pack. No, you can't. It may not I'm not genetically possible.
0: disposed to abs. I'll never have abs and okay. I'm okay with that personally. So
1: I have like two little ones under my ribs that mm. happen if I'm like really, 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 really hungry.
0: <laughs> i get the line down the middle and
1: i'm totally yeah. satisfied with that like that's all i need
0: um yeah i scroll past most sponsorships because i find them to be disingenuous and i don't believe in advocating for products that you don't use or believe in yep so um next one taking public photos like the influencer trend you're in a public space it's like tourism times 20 because you're doing cra- it's like tiktok is doing this a lot too people do like crazy dances in public for like the public reaction but it's like it's on instagram too
1: i guess scroll past because i don't care about it <laughs>
0: like, i would say scroll past just because it's like you're almost intentionally being a nuisance for your reaction at this point
1: it's like all those things about like is doing a bunch of stuff because people are posting they'll shave their heads if miley comments like why would you do that right
0: who yeah. cares yeah For me, it's just like, it's obnoxious, especially if you're interrupting a public space where people are trying to enjoy a meal or, you know, like do something. And now you're sort of forcing them to be a part of this narrative that they never asked to be a part of.
1: Yeah, I, I I I'm gonna gonna scroll scroll right past past it.
0: (laughs) Get out of my head. Okay, Um, this one I see a lot of people do and that is influencers creating their own product lines.
1: Double tap if- they are like a good influencer, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like if um, I follow a couple of like makeup gurus and they're really talented and they were Mm -hmm. professional makeup artists who like transitioned to become bloggers, who transitioned to like starting their own line, that makes Mm -hmm. total sense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're like a random person who designs a collection for Pottery Barn, why do I care? Like, I just, I don't really get it. But again, like I think social media as a job is really weird in general. Like if you try to explain to someone I post on social media for money, it's just a weird concept to me still. Like I know Mm -hmm. that a lot of people do it. And I know that people are like YouTube stars, but in my brain, I'm maybe I'm just old school, but it doesn't really make a ton of sense to me. So
0: yeah. Um I can get behind it and double tap this if it's like in a more inclusive line. So like my issue with when like Gymshark first started out was that they wouldn't cater to anyone above a size like four like yeah it's even like a large in those pants is it, it was like difficult to get them over my quads and i'm like
1: and now they've done like a huge brand turnaround
0: yeah yeah because they finally realized like oh hey like people aren't buying our stuff because we're not featuring diversity like
1: shopper. yeah they had like two people of color and that was it
0: yeah like oh good job you did it um my thing is like so like Yami mufti has come out with a clothing line like a gym line and hers i can get behind because i have a similar body type to her. So mm-hmm. like if a woman's got like a larger lower half then like them starting a product line i'm okay with because i personally can relate to that. But then you people who are, like buff bunny who create clothing lines and it's very gym shark oriented and i'm like, "Well, why?" you know? Like
1: yeah, and we'll talk about this probably on a separate episode, but i think in general like your feed should look like you. Yeah. Not in the sense that you shouldn't be inclusive, but in the sense that you shouldn't be following a bunch of zeros if you're a size 16, yeah. like it's not going to be healthy for your mind and it's not going to produce anything that is useful to you. Like anything that they're recommending, you probably can't use apart from like food. You know yeah. what I mean? Like,
0: yeah. And, and it's like this, like, and for them, for you as like a, not you specifically, but like a person yeah. who is like a larger individual plus size curvy, whatever you want to call it, um, fall and even me like I'm not plus size but I'm still like light years beyond the clothes these women can wear to like be like ooh, goals like you're never gonna look like that you know your goal should be to be the most whatever your goal is you make most in shape most healthy whatever you that you can achieve you know and that's like a whole separate rant I don't want to like get into it because we're probably gonna talk about it later but that's how I feel about it agreed okay next one uh giveaways
1: uh, really annoying, stop.
0: <laughs> like, I tagged in the most random giveaway post.
1: But I, like, the influencers that I follow that do giveaways, like, I'm never gonna win. You have way too many followers. Right. I'm not gonna follow all those random people. I like mm-hmm. them sometimes if I'm looking for an account to follow. Like, if I'm looking for additional content, then, oh, that person. Okay, mm-hmm. look at this. No. Um, it happens a lot where, like, influencers are following people with kids and, like, I have friends with kids. I love kids. I don't need to follow a bunch of people with kids. I'm not in the hashtag mom life yet. Yeah. So I'm not looking for that content. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I do follow some people who have kids, but like, I'm not looking to wash my feed with baby pictures.
0: Well, I mean, cause it's like, if you have kids and like, you're being mentioned in a giveaway post, your whole account is probably kid centric, you know, like, or like
1: mom centric.
0: Yeah. I mean, which is like, I have a distaste for anyway, but I, I scroll past that because a lot of them will allow you to do multiple entries to like get their comments up. And I feel like that's cheap and tacky and just a way for you to get higher on the explore page, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's why I never enter. There's just no point. (laughs) Like, um, and my last one is, and I know how you're going to feel about it. And I know how I feel about it is posting on your story that you have a
1: new post. I would love to hear what you think I feel about it and then discuss.
0: Okay. Well, I'll start with how I feel about it. And I've never scrolled yeah, yeah. past anything harder in my life because okay. that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Your followers are going to see that you have a new post. Okay. That's it's, I'm sorry. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. And it's like pandering and it's vain and it's like just another way to get people to like your photo, because that's apparently the whole point of social media is just to get likes. And oh my, it just irritates me. Every time I see it, I'm like, I, I want to unfollow you now because you're so stupid.
1: I literally just click the next button on the story. Like I don't, I don't care. I don't have any feelings about it whatsoever. I just oh I don't care. It, it um, engages me. There are very few people that I'm so invested in their lives that I wouldn't like be able to wait to look at their page, that I would need to see on their story that they have a new post. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, I'm all right. Well, if, there was, if there's if their story is popping up that early in your feed anyway, you're probably your algorithm is set up that you're going to scroll past their stuff eventually anyway. Yeah. So like, oh, no, i mm, I could rant about that so long. It's stupid. Stop it. Anyway,
1: yeah, we have a new post on TCT.
0: <laughs> also, post new post. story. No, um, absolutely not. Like I on the TCT, I'll post like our sneak peeks on our stories. Are you okay? Is your house haunted? Is Luke there? <laughs>
1: Sorry, my, my husband's walking by, and it just sounds like like on the door. <laughs> like, so, like, oh my god, Luke, you need to go. At Luke, stop <laughs> scaring me. <laughs>
0: um, I wrote this down yesterday. Just a quick sidebar because. I was watching Gilmore Girls and I thought of it and I was like, oh, I got to tell Hannah about this. Okay. Do you know that episode where it's totally unrelated to anything we've talked about, you know, that episode where Dean is going to take Rory to the dance and, and Emily makes him come inside. Yeah. Okay. My mom did that once with an ex-boyfriend of mine. Really? And I like blocked the memory because I was so mortified, but (laughs) yes, yes. I was dating a guy, Tom, um, when I was in high school, he was in college. It was a dumb relationship. I don't know why she let me date him anyway, but we were supposed to hang out one night and he normally would just like, let me know he was outside and I'd go outside and we'd leave. But this night mom was like, I've never met him. So he can come inside or you can not go at all. And I was like, what? And, um, and yes, you can hear Loralee. She has thoughts about this as well. Um, I also have strong feelings about this. Um, so I had to text him and be like, I can't leave unless you come inside and meet my mom and this he was not a parent meeting kind of guy like Mm.
1: well I mean he was in college and you were in high school so it was already like
0: it was already a little taboo and it was like it was so weird so he came in and he like awkwardly stood in the living room while mom and how like greeted him and I was just like I really want just the ground to swallow me up right now and it was every time I see that scene in Gilmore Girls I'm reminded of it and I'm like oh no
1: my parents have only met one boyfriend and he's my husband. Um, mostly because I'm not exaggerating. Like I was never in any relationships. Mm-hmm. So literally.
0: Hannah's lucky that she been. never had to <laughs> experience <laughs> severe emotional scarring before <laughs> she met her husband. So
1: all yeah, yeah, of us were that lucky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm still suffering. Yes. It's fine. Anyway,
1: is that the end of the game?
0: Um, that is the end of the game. We played. Yay! Played. We did it.
1: Can we pause for
0: a second so I can go greet my husband and tell him what I'm doing? Fine, tell him I said hi. Okay. I think that we should include that also on the Instagram page because absolutely that was an iconic, (laughs) iconic tweet. We're gonna post this like tweet that I just read to Hannah aloud that like we had a giggle at, a guffaw, if you will. (gasps) Okay. Well, Han, should we move into our advertisement or should we go right into sip and then do advertisement after?
1: I think let's sip. Let's get into the content. Yeah. And then advertise later. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Okay. The tea is exceptionally good today. (laughs) Who made this? Mm, Very delicious.
0: Well, as previously mentioned we are talking the social so she,
1: so she, so she, social 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 media so, so Emma and then I differ vastly on a lot of things but oh, we yeah. differ vastly on social media especially
0: maybe more than anything else
1: um I'd like to explain my approach because it's a lot less wordy <laughs> there's a lot less to it I um know, and I then like I'd to love, love to that. throw it to Emma okay. um so my approach to social media is essentially like I have a private account. I only want friends of mine to be following me. Like every once in a while, if someone requests to follow me that I'm not friends with, I'll let them, but it's not typical. Um, and it's because I don't intend to use my social media platform as a platform. Mm -hmm. Um, I intend it for social friend, like this is what I'm doing in my life. Like I'm not looking to make money off of it. I'm not looking to expand my following. I don't want random people on it. Um, I want my life to be captured as I want it captured. And that's, that's it. Like, I don't, I don't want anything else from it.
0: Emma. <laughs> well, um, how I approach social media has altered in some ways over the years. I definitely started out just doing it for funsies and it was like early Instagram days where it was still like a Polaroid icon on the iPhone when you opened it old school, um, where we just took a lot of overexposed food photos, you know, <laughs> um, and influencers weren't a thing. And I kind of wish I had capitalized on it earlier, but here we are. Um, I would say I started to get really into it, really into it in 2016 when I started doing bodybuilding. Like I, I posted before, and then my boyfriend at the time had like weird issues with it, and it started to become a point of contention. And then after we broke up, I was like, Well, you know what? I'm gonna post all the time. And I did. Um, And I went into a dark place that I have revisited a couple of times over the years, but I have now sort of dropped any sort of intention of making money off of it because I just like, don't, I, I feel like I would really lapse back into that, like, I have a lot of self-confidence issues. I need validation space. If I were to like commit to trying to make it a business right now, the extent that I've taken is like, I only post maybe like every few days now, rather than six times a day, like I used to. And, um, the most I'll do is like every two months or so I pay this, um, advertising business essentially to promote my profile. And that's, it keeps a pretty steady stream of followers coming in. Um, it's not, I don't like to buy followers because that's going to be bots most of the time. And then like Instagram does purges every so often and you lose like thousands of followers because it's just bots. So I prefer to take it slow and steady and then just gain real followers over time for people that actually want to see my content. Um, my life is probably a little more glamorized on there than it is IRL. It's mostly just fitness photos in my face and that's my content my business is me so
1: if you were to look at my instagram it's mostly places and like closer up pictures of myself or my close friends Mm
0: -hmm. occasionally the hubs occasionally hubs
1: um he hates photos so he's actually not typically on there yeah i had genuinely dislikes it
0: I I have no problem people who like really just don't like photos of themselves in general my issue comes from people who have this like oh I hate social media and therefore like I don't want you to take photos of me attitude you know um or like criticize me because I'm not like that you know
1: yeah yeah and with my husband he literally just like anybody in the world could walk up to him he doesn't want a picture Mm -hmm. like He
0: just he would make a very poor celebrity, so yeah.
1: That's why. That's probably why we're not moving to L.A. anytime soon. (laughs) Probably that's why. (laughs) Um. Yeah. So business versus personal social media. To me, I would approach, and I would like to approach our podcast social media very differently than my personal social media Mm -hmm. for two reasons. One. I'm giving people access to my life that I am not agreeing to in social media via this podcast. Mm -hmm. So in the vein of the podcast, I will be posting on a public podcast, social media page, but that doesn't mean that people get access to like every facet of my life. Mm -hmm. And I feel like with my personal social media, that's like in a more intimate space. And I'm not Mm -hmm. just going to let like random people who don't know me in the kindest way possible. I'm not going to let random people into that space. Um, I don't want comments from random people. I don't need notoriety. So there's no reason for me to open myself to it. Right. Um, I totally get that the podcast page is going to be different because we are in a public space and that is totally fine with me. Huh. Um, but I'm, I'm not, my life isn't open for scrutiny. I'm not accepting criticism at this time. So. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I mean with the podcast, Instagram, like it's obviously public because this is a public podcast but it's not it's such a different nature than our personal instagrams anyway you know like all we do is post about the podcast or things related to the podcast or things that we talked about on the podcast that like have a visual that we haven't shown people so you know as much as we want it to be vastly different from how we handle our personal instagrams that's gonna happen by proxy anyway because of the nature of our content yeah yeah um I would say let's just go through some quick pro cons of social media and using it as maybe more so the way that I use it. And there's like, I would say there's pros and cons to how we both use it. So we could probably cover all those bases. I would say pros yeah. for how I use it is definitely the chance for monetization. If that was the route that I chose to take
1: mm-hmm. Con,
0: think- sorry, no go. con is that it's, I'm open to much more criticism. Which can take a toll on you if you don't have thick skin.
1: Um, just on like a personal note, I think one of the things that everybody has to make a decision for themselves. But um, I've talked about this before on the podcast, so like this is not new information unless you're new to it. Um, but if you are new, go back, guys. This is like <laughs>
0: like episode eleven or
1: something. Back. We're in double digits. This is wow. Oh. Um, but I am in eating disorder recovery. Um, mm-hmm. I've been in recovery for years now, mm-hmm. many moons. Um, but it's a choice that I make not to open myself up because I am more prone than the average person to internalizing negative Mm -hmm. feedback in a Mm -hmm. self detrimental way. So if I don't like the way that I look in a picture, I won't post it. mm -hmm. Whereas I think if you're a public profile in the kindest way possible, like you're allowing people into your space that may not have the right attitude, the right mindset and may do some real damage. So mm-hmm. I think um, one of the cons of having a public profile for me, at least would be, I know that I am sensitive to stuff like that. And I do it enough in my own head that I don't need mm-hmm. yeah. anybody else.
0: You know, it's interesting you say that because I'm also an ED recovery, which we talked about in this podcast, it's no secret, but for the longest time I did neglect to mention on social media because I felt like a hypocrite for like. And I'm sure, like, now with, the, like, the alteration and influencers being more genuine, I think it's becoming more normalized and less taboo to talk about, like, the actual struggles we have and yeah. the hundreds of shots you have to take to actually get the good one, you know, like, yeah. Instagram reality versus actual reality wax off. Um, right. uh, in that I would be like, oh, if you just do all of these things, you can be in shape too. And I'm like, I'm a hypocrite because I just vomit my food up, you know, <laughs> like, um so now I feel way more comfortable being like my actual self, being like open about my dysmorphia and things like that, which I think can yeah. be pro to a public profile because then you're opening up a relatable platform.
1: Yeah. And I definitely follow people who are po- body positive influencers. We've talked about this again on a previous mm-hmm. episode, but I follow those people who are open about their actual life, who are open about, and it's it, who are open about their bodies. And it's mm-hmm. really powerful for me. I'm just, I don't feel called to that space. So I'm not going to do that with my personal Instagram, but I think having them out there and having people who talk about it is so important because it makes people realize that they're not alone. And I think for my stuff, like anything that I would post like that is more for my friends than Mm -hmm. for the average person. Again, just because I don't feel like a calling to that.
0: Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. No, because I'm I'm the opposite. I feel like almost a duty to do it because- Yeah, yeah. I've already had a public following for a while and now it's like, I don't want there to be any false pretense of yeah. how any of this was achieved. So, um, yeah, Agreed. yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's really all the, the major points of social media. Um, if I had to give advice, I would just say, only follow people who are going to benefit your mental space.
1: My advice is, literally the same no matter what the, the situation you apply it to in dating and friendships and social media only allow people into your life that are positive they have your best interest at heart and that lift you up yeah. don't let anybody into your space that pushes you down makes you feel bad about yourself or in any way question who you're supposed to be right like don't let them in yeah I, i've um, purged my page after a while It feels so much better now same. and i would also say we wanted to say where the tct is going So we want the podcast page to be exactly that. We want it to be a podcast focused space. It's not an opportunity for us to promote ourselves or like Mm -hmm. create business opportunities. If that makes sense. It's literally just, here are things that we talked about on the podcast or here are um, things that we like products that we like. Um, Obviously we'd like to keep podcasting. We really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually maybe that will come with a business partnership, but, my goal is never to focus on that. Um, And Emma, and I've talked about this a lot because it's very easy to get into a mindset of success equals money. And to me, success equals enjoyment. Um, And I thoroughly enjoy doing this.
0: Yeah. I never want to get to the point where like prepping or getting ready to podcast is a chore. I would say that there are probably episodes where I sound less peppy than usual because it's possible. We recorded after like nine hours of doing something, you know, that one day we literally were on the phone all day. And at the end of the day we recorded and I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> um, but I really It'll be like the photo shoots. <laughs> <laughs> you better like it. Cause that took forever. Um, I, yeah. I mean the, the moment that I don't look forward to doing it or talking about something is the day I consider the podcast to have, not failed, but to have become something that it wasn't meant to be. Agreed. But I would say that I definitely approach the social media portion as a promotion of sorts.
1: Yeah, Emma's more business-minded in life than I am, but especially in social media. So if there are like teasers, Emma does them. Um, If there are like promotion posts, Emma does them. So Uh um, I think it's where we really shine as a partnership because Mm -hmm. I am more focused on content in terms of um, creating new games or coming up with new formats. And Emma's more focused on the public facing presentation. Mm-hmm. So I think we really thrive in that sense. Well, you
0: have to have both and it doesn't work if one person has all the aspects and none, the other one has none of them. So yeah. um, Hannah's better at the improv portions and I come up with punny titles. As you're
1: about to see. Oh, we haven't said the title yet. It's so good. Emma came up with oh, this and it needs its due time okay. in the sun. We have decided
0: to name this episode instagramification
1: instagramification which is sort of
0: a play on words of instant gratification which we find to be a rampant issue in social media so
1: mm-hmm. you're welcome i hope you enjoy it i hope you thoroughly love it i hope you tattoo it on your um <laughs> <laughs> on my butt cheek personally <laughs> that's a long tattoo for your butt cheek <laughs> <laughs> it's going across both cheeks
0: <laughs> the eyes and the anyway.
1: Middle. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> anyway we actually, so this, I'm like so hype about it. We actually yeah. have a fans tea this week. I am jazzed. Oh, I'm do so you excited. you want to do fan
0: and then advertise or advertise and then fan?
1: I think we need to advertise to our fans and then answer. I think we should do much anticipated fans tea. fans
0: tea, which is blowing my mind right now. Um, what? okay. Well, we did collaborate with a sponsor on this really cool Christmas idea. And um, we're just like so excited to share it with you guys. So
1: I hope you guys enjoy. It's almost Christmas time, Emma. Can you believe it?
0: Well, the year has just surely flown by and been super slow all the same time, hasn't it, Han?
1: Still feels like March.
0: <laughs> it really does. So
1: we have partnered with a fabulous, fabulous company called All The Songs-A-Rama, and we can't wait to bring you a Christmas album. It has a ton of mashups, a ton of songs that we just really think you need in your life. Emma, what kind of Christmas album is it?
0: Well, you know, we were so tired of the country and classic and poppy trope that we decided to go really out of the box with this one and take an alternative punk rock approach.
1: We would like to tell you that some bands like Bring Me to the Horizon have featured their Christmas albums, Bring Me to the Hot Topic Christmas Sale, as well as Taking Back Sunday with their Christmas hits from Taking Back Santa.
0: Yeah, that was a classic one, I won't lie. And it's really underrated, so we're here to give them some more exposure because we really feel passionately about this. So we're just going to name a few classic hits for you guys.
1: Let's get into it. Can't get away from that going down singing carols classic Christmas song from Fall Out Boy.
0: I sure can't get enough of Tensely Business by Paramore.
1: And... What Christmas would be complete without Panic at the Gingerbread House?
0: I personally have had on repeat, burning in the chimney.
1: All I can tell you is my Christmas anthem is all I want for Christmas is my space back.
0: Sometimes I feel a little more aggressive with stocking stuck your throat.
1: All the small things in my stocking is definitely on my radio this Christmas.
0: You know, spending time with your family, talk about jingle hells.
1: I tell you what, this ain't a scene. It's a family Christmas meal. That is a Christmas classic.
0: And you know, my personal favorite, Rudolph, that dirty rotten reindeer.
1: Just to end things off, who could forget Christmas without the E by taking back Sunday?
0: So listeners, if you're looking for a little different Christmas this year, maybe you want to horrify your mother, you should check this album out.
1: Get your eyeliner and get this album today. not in oh. any way affiliated would take you back Sunday or bring me to the
0: horizon they hung up on us every single time we called so
1: believe
0: it or not we really feel like this is a good idea <laughs> um so I mean yeah, I'm really excited about those options for us you know sometimes I'm in a different kind of mood and I'm like edgy angsty and that's really cool Christmas,
1: Christmas. <laughs> angsty Christmas um yeah so if you're thinking whose line is it anyway get in line <laughs> Um, that's what it's inspired by. So I hope you all Yeah. I mean, we're it. no
0: calling mockeries, but you know, we're we doing do a fair bad. bit of
1: mocking. <laughs>
0: we do some mocking. <laughs> all right. So we do have a fans tea this week, which fans tea. is in reference to our previous wedding sewed.
1: Um, I would love to introduce this fans tea simply because yes. I just got married. So I have a lot of feelings about it.
0: Do you have um, ready to go? I do. Okay. I'm so, excited. Um,
1: so this week's fans tea was written in by somebody who's actually been kind of our only active participant in the podcast. So we really appreciate you. Um,
0: Love you. He, oh, you quick shameless plug. He's also got a podcast that I love. It's called the good, the bad, and the weird. Yep. So the good, the bad, and the weird. And so they have an in Instagram as well uh, TGT BTW podcast, and they're on all the classic platforms as well. So I, I love listening to them. This is a family friend of mine and, um, our parents go like way back. So it's really cool to see other people that are like personally in your life succeeding at the same thing that you are. It's a lot of fun. So anyway, Hannah, let's get into this.
1: The question was how much say should a man have in a wedding? And they wrote a bit more, um, some guys dream about their wedding days, So what are your opinions on how much say a guy should have? Mm-hmm. Um, and my opinion, having just got married, is they should have as much say as they want. Um, a marriage is going to be an equal partnership. So there's a lot of like weird cultural things, especially in the states, about a woman's day is her wedding day and it's just completely false. Um, and if you're like going to
0: really be in- sexist, yeah. Like
1: if you're going into your marriage thinking that that day is all about you, you probably have the wrong mindset. Um, so our wedding happened to be kind of a 70, 30 situation where, uh, my husband just didn't really want to be involved in a lot of the details. He knew that I would do something good and he didn't really mind one way or the other. So I sorted out a lot of it and the things that he did want input in, he had input. in. Mm-hmm. So we divided the task list that way. Um, I think also and I would say this about any wedding, like it's beautiful to dream about your wedding day. If you're more focused on the day than the marriage, you shouldn't be getting married. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, as much as like we joked in the last episode about how like obsessed I am with the wedding day. And while that is true,
1: um, true. True, we were not like, exaggerating. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating
0: my <laughs> obsession. I am exaggerating the fact that the marriage is not an important aspect. Like yeah. that is the goal, obviously. And yeah. And in my opinion, if you don't feel comfortable as a man expressing your wants and interest in this day with your partner, they're probably not the right person for you, you know?
1: Also, I think it's really not even, like, typical gender role. I think it's just a weird backwards misinformation piece about, like, women and their wedding days that only women get excited about their wedding day or that right. it's somehow feminine. The wedding day is about a man and a woman getting married or... Like a man whoever, and a man, man getting man, married man, woman, woman, or a woman and a woman getting married. They, like,
0: they, whoever.
1: Yeah. But it's about two people getting married. It's yes. not about um, like a woman fulfilling her womanly duty or dreams right. getting married. And so all the details are somehow feminine.
0: Right. But then you have like shows like Bridezilla ruining that image, you know, and it's like, I guarantee you those couples are all divorced. But in my opinion, I do think that, and I definitely am guilty of this, we underestimate the personal feelings a man might have about his wedding day because we just assume that men are simple creatures and have no interest in the details you know but that I is definitely know. not and sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not you know so that's something a case-by-case basis but I would just like to say like I respect any man who holds a significant interest in his wedding day
1: I would also say like I'm probably a great example of someone who is not that bothered about most of the details. As long as it looks good and I like it, I'm not really fussed about Mm -hmm. most of the details. And I guess that's kind of anti-stereotypical for a woman.
0: I would agree with that, but there's nothing wrong with that either. You know, I know that, I don't know many couples like this, but I do know some where the groom or, you know, one of the partners had way more vested interests than the typical one that you would think had more of an interest. Yeah. So final answer, they you as the groom in this particular scenario should have as much involvement as the other person at a minimum
1: yeah or yeah as much as you want Mm -hmm. um i think nobody should railroad anybody yep otherwise good luck i think we nailed that one
0: i really think we did and um just in general i thought was a good episode i had fun with it Um, i had a great time good information. So sh- the soshas So I am Emma. I'm Hannah. And